Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show. Uh, here on New Zealand Sports Radio. Hi, I'm Paul, uh, the guy behind Driving Wall. Well, I've not said that for a long time now. Um, but uh, yes, tonight on the show, we're going to be talking about the All Blacks versus a Pacific 15. Um, there's also some club versus country um, discussions going on in Europe. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff happening around Super Rugby uh, that we may or may not get around to talking about because we've also got a bumper edition of um, Club Rugby from the weekend. I was at East Tamaki um, versus Auckland Marist. And uh, Stephen, um, uh, obviously my regular co-host here, he was at Waitamata versus Eden. How are you doing, sir? Very good. Thank you, Paul. And once again, a privilege and a pleasure to be on. Yeah, really good contest. Could have... Uh, gone either way that uh, Eden uh, Waitamata game and I've got to give a big ups for uh, Kyle Van Vien who was the official for the game he it, it, you know it must have been really really challenging Eden throwing a lot at Waitamata with uh, with 20 minutes to go and uh, yeah, a lot of pressure to pull penalties and and he did and um, credit to the home side getting across the line with with some great defense but uh, we'll talk about that a, a little little bit later great to be here Paul uh, and we also have um, uh, regular uh, uh, expert, uh, international, you know, Samoan international, um, Dwayne Poliavitivo. Oh, and I've got to butcher it this week. I've not practiced it before the show. Oh, I'm bad. I'm a bad man. But you obviously were at Pakaranga versus um, T. Papapa at the weekend as well. So, uh, so look, that's three games so far we've got covered, folks. How are you doing, sir? That's it, Paul. Uh, thank you. Good, thank you. Thanks for having me again. Uh, I'm always grateful to be on the show. Good to see you, Stephen, um, and the team. Uh, yeah, yep, definitely at Tepapa on the weekend. Um, it was a good game um, all around for the club. So, no, it was, it was a great weekend. So, uh, you've had, what, what, three or four massages since then and uh, ice baths <laughs> and all that sort of stuff to recover? Oh, the body's getting old, mate. So, any bit of recovery is always good. Um, yeah, yep, just just finished recovery not long ago. So, no, it's good good to be able. Uh, and also, we have... Um, Somebody from uh, a university, or someone who's at the university versus Manukau um, as well. Um, Bo Athu, who is the technical advisor 
uh, out there at uh, Manukau. How are you doing, sir? Oh, he's gone all quiet. Very well, thank you. Very excited to be on the show. I'm, uh, you know, thrilled, absolutely thrilled to be on the show. And uh, welcome to the audience, wherever you may be tuning in. So, um, actually, doing something I've not actually asked you. Have you have you tried floating yet as a as, as a um, as a form of recovery? You asking me, Paul? Yeah. Oh, look, look, no, Stephen I... Harris and, and Boa, I mean, look, they stopped playing about 50 years ago. I mean, they're ancient, those two. <laughs> um, they, 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 that was before, before, not before floating had been invented. Um, uh, no, I haven't actually, Paul. I've, I've heard about it. Um, I think there was a bloke up north, um, ex-college rifles halfback. Uh, his name's uh, passed me by. But anyways, yeah, I heard he did it quite a bit up north. Um, but no, I haven't haven't tried it. Uh, one, one for the books, I guess. So, um, so yeah, apparently a number of players have started to do that. So, so for those of you that don't know, floating is when you lie back in salt water and listen to calm music uh, in darkness, and it's all about sensory deprivation and, and blah, 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 all of that kind of funky um, kind of wow. stuff. Um, good evening to uh, people in everyone who's joining us in the live chat. Hi, Alex, Simon, uh, Jordan. Um, great to have you um, all along. Um, and, uh, yes, Simon mentions there that... Um, Will the uh, rugby championship um, go ahead this year in New Zealand? Uh, yes, we will. We can also touch on that um, as well uh, as to what the um, what the reports are there. And good evening, uh, nocturnal rights as well out there on YouTube. Don't forget, folks. You can also listen to the show on the go if you want to um, via a podcast and um, just search New Zealand Sports Radio on iCast, Spotify, iTunes, um, Acast, all of um, that sort of thing. I think iCast, didn't I? Um, Spot, uh, not iCast, iHeartRadio. That's what I'm talking about. Dearie me. See, too many gin and tonics, um, really, before a show. Not a good <laughs> idea. Um, but let's jump into that one straight away, that that, that All Blacks idea against a, um, a Pacific 15. Hey, Dwayne, you've played for Samoa. Um, this idea of, um, and you've also played for, you also played for the, um, did you play for the Pacific Warriors or, or not in um the, the combined, not the, not the combined one. So I'm getting, getting getting mixed up with Junior, who I had a chat with, um, who's also a, uh, a number nine, um, who did that one. Um, so yeah, uh, initial. Uh, I was, have, you, have you heard about this Pacific Fifteen and uh, uh, and uh, and the thoughts behind it? I have actually. Like, um, I know there's a bit of talk um, about it, especially for the internationals that are based here in um, New Zealand or who have come back. Um, but uh, I guess those are just whispers, and um, for us as players, uh, it's actually quite difficult to really, you know, believe that it's going to happen. Uh, but it sounds like it's it's promising. Um, I think we're all almost pretty much there um, from the write-ups. But I think it's a great initiative. Um, you know, either way, if it's the Pacific teams or the Maldives, um, you know, it's just a great initiative to have. And what a bit to have for the All Blacks as well. You know, you got um, the likes of some former All Black players that are potentially could suit up um and you know it's gonna be a great contest uh, either way so no it's, it's definitely exciting okay now i guess that's my my uh you, you've kind of touched on a couple of things already um around this but it's not yeah it's been called a pacific 15 and not a pacific island 15 um and some of the names that have been listed in there like uh, so hey, most of us when we heard this our first thoughts oh fantastic it's going to be combined fiji samoa tonga team yeah um and then the names they mention, Mononu, Julian Surveyor, Akiriwani, um, Deplice Karifi, and I'm like, this is not a Pacific Island 15. Um, those guys are all, well, 
Um, the, the two of them are definitely All Blacks. Uh, I, I'm trying to think. I mean, Kiri Wani's been in the All Blacks um, squad. I don't think that's been capped yet. Um, and and uh, so it's not really what I would consider to be a Pacific 15 or, or what I think most people would what imagined it would be. It's, it is, it is um, from, from that point of view. Um, Stephen, I mean, is that what you were expecting? That uh, a Pacific Island 15 rather than Pacific 15? Well, I suppose for me, as long as there's a, a means to an end, you know, somewhere, I think, I think I've said to you before, this is a perfect opportunity to somehow get Pacific Island rugby involved in super rugby. I mean, so we're seeing a, a great product at the moment. I don't think, I think it would just an, uh, add another complete flavour with a, with a Pacific Island team in the competition. I was thinking maybe more along the Pacific Barbarians style i would imagine there's not a lot of there's a lot of players who play overseas who aren't getting a lot of rugby at this point of time those are the players i'm i'm really thinking about who probably should be part of this game but i would hate hate i would like to think holistically there's a bigger picture in mind here as opposed to just rolling out guys who have worn the black jersey in the past yeah no i i um agree with that as um as as well um Burr, have you got of have, have the boys at um uh Manukau been uh being been uh, said anything about the game or been talking about the game and are they have uh has, has has it caused interest down there in in because they're talking about holding it in south auckland at some um, mount smart stadium so is i mean is is there excitement down there amongst uh, amongst the club that, it's, that this might happen yeah look certainly uh there's always a buzz when anything to do with pacific islands rugby is stated uh, especially in news and mainstream media um you know some of the boys were you know because we've got a very young side out at monaco rovers and uh you know most of these kids they're aspiring to fill those bigger boots as they progress through the ranks so um as i i mean i agree fully with steven you know hopefully it has uh, a true representation and flavor of pacific islands rugby as opposed to, um, you know, uh, an almost shadow All Black 15 or uh, players who have represented or, or worn the black jersey prior and then been uh, given a run. But what we don't really want happening is it turning into more TV spectacle so that it's just purely out and out entertainment. Uh, what we would like to see and what the fans would like to see more from a Pacific Islands perspective is that. There is true representation. So if you recall, um, 16 years ago, back in 2004, North Harbour Stadium, the Pacific Islands 15, played the All Blacks, a very entertaining game. I was at that game, I recall, uh, the late Siena Lavaki uh, scoring a try on the far left-hand corner and really set the stadium alight. Uh, so hopefully, you know, something along those lines, which gives true uh, representation and opportunity for Pacific Islands players, that's probably what, should happen the um and, yeah in, in in the in the live chat there's uh yeah there's there's uh, ideas around pacific barbarians I and mean, i think it was actually called the pacific warriors rather than pacific barbarians um back then uh and that lasted only a few years before the islands uh, basically fell out with each other um and it and it stopped um uh and it, and it stopped happening jordan sage perhaps call it a polynesian 15. um as uh, Maoris are Polynesian, well, yes, but uh, New Zealand is arguably the biggest Pacific island, um, and it's just another Pacific island, or, or a, couple, a couple of islands, anyway. Um, so, 
so actually calling it yeah because calling it pacific isn't a problem i wouldn't say per se um but i guess my i for, for my mind this smacks of the uh, so, uh, so for the future of super rugby new zealand are asking for a pacific team to be part of it um and the um uh the what's the other one I've got, I've got, and uh, Australia have also talking about wanting a, uh, a Pacific Island team in and this now New Zealand is saying hey which should be in South Auckland Australia saying no 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 it should be uh, in West um, Sydney um, both obviously with um, large Pacific communities um, so 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 not a problem from that point of view but um, Dwayne obviously playing for Smurf to me and hey, hey being English and hey, we've and British, we, we we've we've done plenty of um, this colonial kind of stuff. It just it just to me it feels like two big brothers telling the islands what to do, rather than involving the islands and saying let's let's actually have a Pacific Island team with Pacific Islanders. Um, the if you, if you believe all the press reports, the South Auckland one will be run by a couple of people out of Hawaii, um, plus a bunch of All Blacks who are part of that group. And again, well, that person who is the CEO there. Um, she is uh, an ex-Maori, uh, or, or she got selected as a Maori All Black, I believe, a sevens player, but didn't actually get to play, according to um, from an interview I heard her, her give. So again, is it just New Zealanders telling the islands what they want or, or what they should have? Um, and, and as a as a as a Samoan rep player, do you feel it's inclusive, or do you think it's, um, or is it, uh, or, or am I going on the wrong 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 track and being uh, on that one? I think uh, the beauty about it is it, it's in conversations now. Um, you know, they are very active now um, on trying to help the island teams. Um, I think, you know, as a Samoan player, it's um, it's always good that you know, now they're acknowledging the island teams and um, especially the Pacific um, because, you know, a lot of the talent um, is sort of born and bred here in New Zealand and, um, and nurtured here. And then obviously they get the opportunities to play in Super Rugby um, and also represent New Zealand or or, you know, the kids sort of make that decision um, young. So I think the biggest thing is now it's in the conversations, it's in the works, and it's a good thing. And I think as a Samoan player, um, you'd much rather have a young Samoan choosing Samoa first or, you know, or Fijian or, or, or um, Tonga first before they choose Oaks. Um, I guess that, that, that'll be an awesome mindset to have. Um, and and that's, that's you know, that's still a lot of work to do. Um, but... You know, I think the, the positive is that, you know, Australia and New Zealand are willing to help now. Um, but, yeah, it, it's just a good thing that it's in conversation now and, and there are, you know, teams or, or people that are willing to help. Oh, maybe I'm just um, an, an old cynical man. Because um, uh, to, to, to me, it looks a little bit like a uh, New Zealand rugby um, trying to produce another New Zealand side with a Pacifica badge from a marketing point of view. Same as Australia. Australia is saying that we want another, we know we're on another Australian Super Rugby side, but we'll put a Pacifica badge on it because that will help help the marketing. That will help them get more crowds through. Mm. Um, I, I really do hope it's not that. And I hope it is giving uh, young Pacific uh, Island guys an opportunity um, and a way to stay closest to home. It's still not home itself for a lot of, for if, if they live in the islands, but it's still it's closer than Europe um, and to be able to earn a living because uh, that's what we get told um, by the. Pacific Player Welfare Association, etc. That that's what the players really want to have. So, um, yeah, let's hope it does. Uh, it, it does pan out that way. Um, any other thoughts, guys, on uh, on that? Oh, so, so yes, that game would take place before 
the rugby championship, which is likely to be held in New Zealand, they reckon between November the 7th and December the 12th. Um, I guess if we have this, we add in the North-South game, we add in potentially a couple of Bledisloe Cup games before the rugby championship, um, and suddenly all that talk of All Blacks playing Mice 10 Cup rugby seems to um, go out the window, doesn't it? Unfortunately. Um, Paul, and that's more Paul, I'm going to quickly, Paul, if you don't mind, I'm just going to quickly jump in. Um, after getting around and watching a lot of the Auckland Club rugby, there are some really good Pacific Island players who would never get recognition that are actually running around in the in the Auckland Club competition. I'd actually like to see a Pacific Island rugby academy based here in in, in Auckland to help Pacific Island uh, players out, but more importantly, give them basically uh, direction about the opportunities that, that are actually on the table, not just in New Zealand, but anywhere in the world, and bring them up to speed. I don't think it would really uh, take a heck of a lot. I can give a couple of examples of a couple of boys who played for for for, for suburbs. Well, uh, um, uh, Wallace Hello Hello, who was a very very good club player, is now now a very good professional overseas, and, and I'm pretty sure Dwayne. Probably, if he thought of a bigger list than me, there are plenty of kids that have played in Auckland club rugby, but bypassed rep rugby and ended up playing professional rugby. And there is more than enough talent to have a very good professional rugby side uh, in professional rugby side in in Auckland here or Australia, as long as the the rugby union doesn't have too much say in the direction of, of that particular side. It just means that those boys who are available for that particular super rugby side are also available for their international side of, of choice. But let's bring these kids up to speed. I'm, listen, I've no doubts you can take a, a player out of any, any club team because it's a pretty good standard of rugby, especially when you get the good sides playing each other and take that kid to another level, and that's something I, I would I would love to see if my lot of numbers came up on Wednesday night. That's me. Sorry, Paul, I'm leaving you. I'm going to start my own Pacific Island Academy right here in Auckland, mate. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll hey, stay. Uh, Stephen and Paul, I'm just I'm just going to add on to what uh, Stephen said. I look, Stephen, that's 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 a tremendous idea, fantastic idea. Um, you know, I um, I'm involved in um, a club where you know. 98% we have uh, Polynesian players. And um, I can assure to the um, assembly line of talent. And it's just making sure that that talent gets fitted in and streamlined, especially at the junior age grade. So we're talking that under 19s, 21s, uh, making sure that academy sites and academy wider training pools are available. Um, you know, I think it'll it'll be a, a a great opportunity for most of these kids who would otherwise not get an opportunity to um, go ahead and play for their country of choice. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll second that, Stephen. Fantastic. Um, a couple of thoughts there. Um, Simon says you'd like to see the Fiji Drua elevated to Super Rugby from the NRC. Um, that would be kind of cool. Uh, the uh, especially with the uh, the NRC over in Australia um, looking like it's it's uh, it's it's finished and isn't isn't likely to come back. Um, so cool idea there. Um, Nocturnal Wright says that the uh, the Pacific players go down to the South Islands to acclimatise first before heading overseas. Uh, <laughs> South <Island>. um, <laughs> um, uh, 
yes, uh, that's um, that's true. Uh, Aaron says, yeah, talking about the this year rather than longer term about the rugby championship. I'm saying, could a Pacific Island team replace South Africa if they can't come here to play the championship? Uh, that's an interesting one. Uh, the current talk is of Fiji heading over to um, Europe uh, and uh, taking part in a extended Six Nations team. So the Six Nations uh, Six Nations competition, the Six Nations including Fiji and Japan. So those two teams would be out. Um, and then the question mark would be if you did try to include, if you could include Samoa or Tonga, how many of those players are actually available, and how many of them are in Europe and wouldn't get released by the European clubs? Um, as, as, as well, so uh, that's I guess to, to me that's probably the main problem um, would be uh, would be that one. Um, so the so yes, yeah, so I think yeah, if, if South Africa can't, and, and I'll be honest um, with Argentina having or the Jaguares having released a lot of players to Europe and saying, hey guys, go find yourselves a job because we haven't got any money for you anymore, and it looks like we're going to be outside of Super Rugby. I do wonder. What kind of team the Argentine the Argentina will be able to bring to the rugby championship in, in um, as well if they'll be able to get all their players or not. Um, so so um, so yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, South Africa can't travel as to what uh, if yeah what 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 that um, competition might um, might look like. Uh, time to talk some club club rugby. You think, boys? That's probably 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 a good start. Uh, Paul, have we have we lost our mate? He's fallen off the line. Yeah, uh, look, he was definitely having some some connection issues there. So um, hopefully uh, uh, he'll uh, he'll come back. But um, if not, then uh, unfortunately we, we will soldier on and get him back another time. Do you want to start off with with Northland or, or where do you want to start, Stephen? Yeah, no, I'll start off with the uh, with the Northland uh, results, and it was good to see Northland rugby uh, back up and running uh, this week after quite a, a turbulent uh, uh, week uh, last weekend with all senior rugby uh, senior rugby uh, postponed. Mm. Uh, but we'll quickly uh, go through the uh, the results, starting with a very close contest between uh, uh, Kitty Kitty and the Western Sharks, and the home side getting the job done, twenty seven twenty five. Waipu far too strong. That's last year's champion for Hikarangi, forty five points to eight. Uh, Mid-Northern over Old Boys Marist, beating uh, OBM at home, and uh, Kamo 55-18 over Ngati Henemwerewa UK. Now, there were some images last week of their uh, pitch being totally underwater, so fortunately that game was played at Kamo on the weekend, but the uh, the big upset was Horahora, who had been unbeaten up until uh, uh, round six, being knocked over by Wellsford up in uh, Wellsford, 36-29. Uh, I understand Horahora rested a few players and uh, played the ultimate uh, ultimate price for uh, resting those players. So if we uh, look at the table, it hasn't changed too much, though, with uh, Horahora still sitting on top with 20 points. Waipu on 19, Kamo on 15, and Mid-Northern on 15. And uh, Wellsford looked like they're just starting to find their mojo as well. We've uh, missed uh, Rennie Ranger, who's just been out for the last uh, uh, three weeks getting a little bit of work done on the knee but I'm pretty sure once he uh, rolls back into that team it'll make them even uh, stronger. They've got a few rep players uh, uh, running around in uh, that uh, uh, Northern and that Wellsford side at the minute call. And we'll head down to uh, North Harbour Club Rugby on the weekend. A, a very, very big win for Takapuna 
who uh, remain unbeaten in the competition over Kumiu. Now, the win doesn't surprise me, but the size of the win actually surprises me because Kumiu had knocked over uh, Messi earlier in the season and had been travelling quite well, so a little bit of a surprise. I know we were going to speak to the head coach tonight, Paul, um, with a bit of luck if he was going to uh, pop on. Uh, he was, unfortunately, he's uh, uh, had, uh, um, well, he's, he's, he's had to pull out due to... Um, uh, just medical issues, so unfortunately, yeah, he can't join us. Hopefully, hopefully, another week. I had a quick chat to the director of uh, rugby, Ben Wiki, and they they had actually tidy, they had uh, targeted this game. Um, um, they knew they knew Kumi would uh, would come out for firing, but more importantly, they just wanted to put on put on a uh, performance while they'd been uh, they'd been winning. They just wanted to put on a performance that uh, pretty much made a statement, and uh, with a result like that, I think they pretty much did. Uh, North Cape fifty six. 14 over North Harbour Maris, far too strong. And uh, East Coast Bays had to work hard to beat uh, Massey up in Massey on the weekend, only three points in it, 30-27. And uh, North Shore, the visitors uh, to Silverdale, proving too strong at 22 points to three as we uh, look at the uh, table in North Harbour Club Rugby. And Takapuna looking very, very good out in front. But, of course, uh, North Cape, we know how uh, good they are, very, very strong up up front, they've got one of the Mayhew boys in the front row who's played a little bit of uh, Super Rugby, uh, North Shore and East Coast Bays. Before I get on to uh, Auckland uh, Club Rugby, Paul, I'm just going to quickly touch on uh, Counties uh, uh, Club Rugby because uh, the team that had been unbeaten all year, Manurewa, were knocked over the weekend by Bombay up on the up on the hill there in South Auckland at the end of the motorway, 28 points to to uh, 15, a close one between uh, uh, Pukakohi and uh, Waiuku Pukakohi getting uh, back in the winner's circle after going down to uh, Manurewa last weekend, 2022. 20, um, Karaka, far too strong for Oni Whero, 60-19, and Ardmore Marist, 94-7 over Papakura, who are going through some very, very tough times uh, this year. They're the city club, not too sure what's uh, happening there. We'll try and touch base with uh, reach out to somebody in counties rugby, but just looking at the table, Ardmore, Marist, Karaka, Manurewa, and Bombay are the uh, top four teams in the uh, counties club competition. As we head off to the uh, Auckland uh, competition, University 71, Manuka Rovers uh, uh, nil. Bit of a tough day at the office there. Uh, Boar for the boys from uh, Manukau. I'll touch. I'll come back to you in a moment with that game. College Rifles, 32. Papatoi Toy, 20. Uh, Ponsonby, 96. Or Takahu, 6. I had a contact at this game. Robbo, who was at the game, but he just said, uh, or, or Takahu's uh, discipline, just unfortunately, just went a little bit out the out the window and against a team like Ponsonby, and you knew, knew they were going to bounce back after the Grammar Tech, tech result. As we uh, look down the table, a good bounce back uh, um, there from uh, Waitamata over uh, Eden 2019 after going down to Pakuranga the week before. Pakuranga <laughs> with a 51-5 uh, win over Te Papapa, but more importantly, good to see Te Papapa fielding aside. I know they've had their issues, but great to see uh, East Tamaki after their win last week. Just probably found Marist a bit too hot to handle and uh, uh, Grammar Tech look to be the, the team that's coming through the uh, the middle of the pack at the moment with a 21-0 win over uh, Suburbs. As I quickly uh, take a look at the table, Marist on top there from Ponsonby College Rifles, Grammar Tech, but boy, it's a, it's a real logjam 
from about fourth placing down with Grammar Tech University on 21, Eden, Pakuranga and Waitamata in the top eight with some big games to come. But I'm quickly going to have a chat to uh, – no, Boa has gone, but so I'll have a chat to oh, uh, to, to Dwayne on – he is back. He's coming back to us very, very shortly. <laughs> and I know, Boa, we'll, we'll head to you. You were, you were obviously there at the game against University. Um, obviously, when you play one of the one of the sides that are in the uh, sort of top six, it's always a, a tough ask. Yeah, was it ever? Look, uh, it was absolute pounding. You know, my boys got absolutely smoked. Um, and look, to, to be frank, that university side with the players returning, especially some of their blues and some of the overseas uh, pro players, you know, it was incredible side if they can retain that same squad of players same team of players and if they show up uh weekly i don't think there is a side in this um Galashio competition who can stay uh even remotely close to them they were that good every pass they threw stuck their speed execution light years ahead um and you know you have to give them credit it, they looked incredible we were in the game for about maybe four and a half minutes and then it was just all carnage um so look i'm not gonna uh, gloss over it. it was just an absolute and utter mismatch um you know colin maiden park number 10 magnificent playing surface and there's a good crowd on hand um it would be really cool to see uh more of these professional players or the the top run players play club rugby because I think it's going to bring more people into the grassroots game. Uh, however, something I do have to say is um, if you have uh, a few sides which are stacked with these top-end players uh, and, you know, a few sides which aren't, they're just going to create big mismatches and that's something which is not good for the competition. Uh, and, you know, I have to say, you know, our boys and myself, we, we were shell-shocked. And uh, there's not a heck of a lot we could do, uh, but a complete performance from uh, the varsity side. And um, in my view, clear top pick to win this year's Gala Shield on the proviso that they can maintain that same squad of players. Yeah, boy, I look at that. I look at that team, and uh, you've got the likes of Liam Steele, Tyrone Elkington, McDonald, Jonathan Ruru, for Christ's sake, at halfback. Uh, Nepia Fox, Matua, Matua, uh, Matamua, big, big your pardon, James Lay. These are all guys that have that have played either the Maritime Cup or, in the case of Jonathan Ruru, they've played um, they've played uh, Super Rugby. But on the on the other side of it. You know what? A, what an experience for some of these guys to play against these these chaps. Well, it certainly was unforgettable. You know, seventy-one nil. It's like a cricket score. You know, after eighty minutes of batting at the university over. Um, so I, I, I got to I got to look at the lighter side. But but again, you know, it was it was like a Ferrari racing against a uh, Toyota Echo, <laughs> and um, yeah, it was just it was just a mismatch. But um, yeah, you know most. I mean, the level of contact, you know, we it was just mind blowing for some of some of these guys because, you know, thirty uh, percent of my squad are, you know, eligible for under 19s and under twenty one. Uh, so, as you rightly said, Stephen, you know, some of these top guys coming up against these young kids, it was a real baptism of fire, and there was no rocky story, unfortunately. But we live to fight another day, and we have the college rifles at home, Williams Park. This Saturday, I, I'll tell you one thing, it's going to be a very different proposition playing at Williams Park.
Oh, absolutely. That, uh, and hopefully we'll order in, order in a little bit of mud just to uh, slow college rifles down as uh, well. Boy, hey, listen, well done. I'm listen. I'm always upbeat. Sometimes when you're on the on the back end of a of a hiding, you've just got to take. You know, you've just you've seen where the bar is, and you've pretty much got to raise it. Now, talking about raising the bar, I obviously saw Pakuranga uh, play suburbs a, a couple of couple of weeks just ago, a, and probably not. Just a quick one about the weekend, Steve. This weekend coming up, uh, yeah, and the it's we are looking at a wet Saturday. So, uh, so yes, I do think that as you yeah. say, I, I think we're going to have that that that, uh, that order of mud um, sorted out. There's, no there, guys, there's there's nothing to order. It's it's been like that from day one, and it's going to only get progressively worse. So, nothing to order. <laughs> Oh, oh dear! Um, I was I was saying I was at um, I was at Bailin a couple of weeks ago. Saw saw Pakuranga go down, but hey, listen, good good things in the last couple of weeks. A, a, a good win over uh, Waitamata last weekend, and uh, followed it up with a, a solid enough performance over Te Papa Dwayne. Yeah, that's it, Stephen. We're we're actually really disappointed with the performance we um, you know sort of had on um, against suburbs um, and you know we sort of knew after the loss against Ponsonby uh, the level that we needed to be um, and obviously we didn't front against a, a good suburbs team on the day. Um, yeah, fast forward to last week uh, getting uh, the victory of Waitamata that was tough you know it could have went um, either way. Uh, Waitamata had the the opportunity at the end um, with the uh, line out and uh, we we're obviously um, okay to spoil that and, and get the victory. Uh, the weekend just gone. Um, look, full credit to to Papa as well for for turning up. Um, you know, we knew the struggles that they're going through, and um, you know, we're just grateful that they did turn up and we had a game. Um, you know, they had guys stripping from the reserves and stuff like that, so uh, it's never easy. Um, and as um, sort of Bo mentioned, you know, there is definitely a lot of talent out there. Um, and yeah, it's, I guess it's up to Auckland Rugby whether they split that talent across um, different squads. Um, I know Varsity, for example, those those guys that have come back uh, are sort of, um, you know, guys that have played Varsity for, for many, many years and um, have, have gone on to greener pastures and, and uh, been successful in their rugby career. Um, but no, no it's um, going to be a great uh, weekend of rugby this coming weekend and even next few weeks. Um doesn't get any easier for us. We're over at Papatoi and... Um, you know, the weather's not too good, so uh, I think they've got a bit of bog as well. Uh, but, you know, rainy days even up both teams, so it doesn't matter if you have rock stars. Um, you know, the rain just evens up both teams, so it should be an interesting weekend. Now, uh, um, Pakuranga have their own version of Tom Robinson in, in Max East, <laughs> and, boy, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to say, he's uh, he's probably got an engine like Tom Robinson as oh. well. He, he came back from a, a long layoff, but, boy, you wouldn't have known it. Yeah, you know, he's definitely, um, you know, he, he hates uh, being compared to Tom Robinson, but, you know, we, we give him a bit of stick about it. Um, but, yeah, Max East, he's, uh, he's definitely one of the vets uh, in Auckland Club Rugby. Um, and it's great to have him back, especially uh, because our lineup was a bit shaky beginning of the year, but he's uh, he sort of uh, made that sort of uh, pretty good. And, um, you know, he's, he's getting the forwards humming, especially because, you know, it's, it's a young sort of forward pack. Um, and, you know, Auckland Rugby... As a young man's game, to, uh, to be honest, it's uh, definitely a lot of um, you know young faces going around, and obviously Boar's spoken about Manuka Rovers. Um, but every team I've come across, um, you don't see the old faces I used to see, especially when I a couple of years ago. So, um, you know, games get a lot quicker, um, and the boys are a lot bigger. So, um, no, it's definitely exciting times. 
Thank, thanks for that, Dwayne. And, and, and Paul, obviously, you were out at, out at the uh, East Tamaki uh, Maris game. And, uh, and of course, last year's uh, losing uh, finalists in the Gallagher Shield just far, far too strong for ET. Yeah, before I get in touch, Dwayne, we're going to um, ask you a question after this. So I'm going to give you some thinking time. Can you think up a Pacific 15 of international players that are in New Zealand uh, currently that could, that, could, that could join into the rugby championship if South Africa or Argentina can't come? So, um, the, uh, yeah, so I'll just throw that. You've, you've, you've got a couple of minutes while we discuss these final games to think that up uh, of, of people you know that are around. Um, yeah, I was at East Tamaki versus Maris. Look, 779. Um, and I'll be honest, uh, I thought it was 785. Uh, so I got tired. Yeah, checked with the referee afterwards, and I got my, I got, I got the score wrong. Um, but um, so it was basically in that first twenty minutes, especially it was just they just lost the game line. Um, the and that uh, that um, East Tamakis couldn't get over the game line, and Marist could at will. Uh, and when you're on the back foot like that, it's um, when you haven't got when you're being outpowered like that, it's going to be a long day at the office. Um, and uh, when well, you think that they've got um, Daryl Souza, Sousa, um, the ex Blackferns head coach, um, is the head coach at um, uh, um, Auckland Marist. But they've got a very good coaching setup there. Add into that some uh, a section of decent players, and you're going to um, you're going to have a very strong team, and, and that's what you're seeing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can add Peter Nock, who's been involved with, with New Zealand Sevens as well. So, yeah, a really, really strong management team. Paul, you, you spoke of a game line there, but a quick question I just want to ask Boa from a technical piece. In terms of winning that game line, man, how, how important and, and what, it, what, what does it do for the psyche of a team when they're getting over that line quickly? Whoops, have I lost oh, them? Have I still got you there? Oh, are you there? Indeed. Sorry, guys. I've, I've just got a few technical issues and I've just sorted out and come up with a new set of headphones as well. So, sorry, could you repeat that, please, Stephen? Yeah, yeah we just talked, Paul was just talking about the importance of, of, of winning the gain line. Um, when, when you're basically, you know, you're obviously looking for, for, quick, for quick ball. How important, but. Look, it's, it's the most important facet, especially at this uh, competition, in this competition at this level, club premier grade. Because as soon as you uh, bust the game line, it means that the defending side, they have to go backwards and do all the defending. And um, if you look at all the stats, soon as a line bust is made, chances of a try being scored out wide uh, just multiply. So one of the most important facets in modern rugby is to get that gain line. And, you know, one line break will usually lead to another one. And then, the you know, the holes start opening up. And good sides, as we encountered last weekend against university, uh, you know, they broke the gain line at will. And the end result was um, a cricket score. Mm. So it's, so it's very important that if you are coming up with a team with that game line, boy, you, you've just got to man up and somehow drop them, meet them at the advantage line, but just mess, mess up or slow their ball down without uh, giving away infractions. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, uh, you know, about a week ago, um, I was having a chat with uh, the Auckland Mighty 10 coach, Craig McGrath, 
who's who's who'll be um, overseeing the defense. And he had some very um, you know adventurous ideas, especially about line speed, getting getting in the face of the opposition. Um, and that's something I think the um, the Myrtan side this year in Oakland um, are significantly working on because you know Craig's come from um, the Honda Heat coaching the Honda Heat in Japan and line speed is something um, you know traditionally it's it's not not used much um, in the competition is you know especially in Oakland because most teams are very comfortable to um, drift or what we call jockey. So um, yeah, it's uh, you know it's 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 about making sure that you don't give the opposition an inch, um, and you make sure you get those first up tackles done. And uh, when those tackles happen, you know your, your your players who are looking to jackal and looking for the turnover have to be on point. Um, and the deeper you go into the competition, uh, the breakdown is going to be uh, that much more competitive. And as you know, you know the um, the referees they 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 they're very very uh, tight on the breakdown area, and that's causing well that initially caused especially the first two to three weeks plenty of penalties at the breakdown. So it's it's something we have to be uh, very aware of. If we stop the opposition um, getting easy meters or front football, it's just going to make your job or uh, your day in the office that much easier. Dwayne, I know loose forwards isn't your your forte, but just to sort of give you an example, you said I was watching the the Blues Chiefs game, and I was watching Blake Gibson really carefully, and we know what a, a good player he can be at at breakdown, and he will always look to jackal and still contest that that jackal area. But I also think that the role of a, of a really good loose forward, if you've missed the jackal, I reckon your next your next job is to just basically really try and disrupt that, that contact area, and I thought it was something the Chiefs did really well. Is that your expectation from a seven? I think just anyone in general that's in that tackle ball area, um, if you've missed that ruck or you, you've missed that jackal, you know, what, what next can you do? And, and as a nine, um, the next, you know, next annoying thing is, is just guys are competing in that ruck area, just, just um, you know, guys attacking team, not staying strong over the ball. Um, you, then you get defenders who are coming through, just disrupting it. And I think that's the next best thing to do is, you know you've lost it, so what can you do next? Either compete or yep. fan out, get back into the line and just, you know, eyes up D. Um, you you want to, uh, I think, a lot of the time, defences commit too many to the ruck and obviously attack teams like Crusaders, um, pick out those little things uh, where, you know, guys in a, a defence, you know, attract two, three guys in. And then obviously you see the ball spread to the next, you know, um, side of the field. Um, so, yeah, I guess you, you pick and choose when to attack a ruck. Um, I think I heard uh, the commentators in the weekend uh, mention that the Blues loose forward trio do it the best. Um, you know, they're a menace in, in the ruck uh, area, and I think it's proven, um, especially in defence, you know, there's a bit of sting in the Blues uh, defence, um, and it's just improved uh, week in, week out. And obviously they've had a few losses, but, you know, Chiefs aren't, you know, uh, the, you know they've got probably the best loose forward trio as well in, in Kane and um, and Boshi, I think it is. So, you know, they didn't come up against, um, you know, easy beats. They, they definitely played against some All Blacks as well. So I guess Gibson and Akira, Akira played bloody well and he was a menace too on defence in the wide channels. And you probably want a big man in the wide channels defending against uh, wingers or centres. Um, you know, he proved, uh, you know, strength and power and speed um, in the weekend. So it was good. 
Now, speaking of uh, of loose forwards, one loose forward that really impressed me on the weekend playing for Watamata, and he'd been out for a while, but you wouldn't have known it, was uh, Adrian Choate. Um, he's been out of rugby for a while, but boy, he was uh, he was basically a constant uh, menace in the breakdown area, and it, it was it was really interesting listening to their conversations behind the goalposts uh, whenever they were there, and and the conversations were were, were in and around chop tackle guys and you bring our loose forwards into the game and um I I I just thought they were they did very very well in that you know because Eden are Eden are a very very good side and you probably would have come up against uh, Iggy Costa the halfback for uh, for Eden Dwayne yeah definitely uh, the, the Costa brothers uh, they've been around Auckland rugby for a few years I think they've been to Harbour as well um and they've got some great attacking prowess um so you know for instance, you know, you had Adrian Beck, you got Nico as well, who's, um, you know, he's not too bad of a footballer as well um, and good over the ball. So, um, you know, what best do uh, against a great attacking team is slow their ball down. Um, and, you know, it looks like Wanamata did a great job. Um, and that's what they did against us as well. They're just a menace in the ruck area. Uh, we try to speed it up as much as we could. Um, but, you know, if you've got great Lucy's, um, you know, Boyle probably put a stat up as well. You know, if you slow the ball down, um, you know, it suits your team. Uh, you'll win the game. So, and and uh, you got to say we, when you talk about coaching staff, man, good coaching staff as well, with uh, David Bateman, Alex Fatu, and uh, Fino Marker, who are, who are recognised also wow. uh, ha- helping out as well. So yeah, pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And I see they've also got a, a couple of technical assistants. So they obviously are a well managed side. So all in all a very a very good day at Waitemata Park good day for the uh, for the local supporters and obviously a, a bounce bounce back for them and um I think that probably wraps up most of our our, our club rugby pool uh, uh, club rugby rep for uh, the weekend results now we also um, have uh, Bev who's going to bring us a who's, who's recorded a video for us uh, to bring us up to date with the um, Waikato um uh, uh competition so we'll go over to we'll, we'll play that video uh, that recording now he says did i i think i'm sorry i forgot to uh, uh share the sound folks i will um do i'll share that uh, this time hi there welcome to bevan's 2020 waikato club rugby results show Yesterday's live stream match was between Fraser Tech and Morrison Sports. Fraser Tech had a great day with Penny Asiyuani playing a remarkable 200 matches. Managed to score a try that was heard from the game 50 metres down the road. And uh, Matt Lansdowne, who actually gifted him that try playing in his 50th, uh, started off with a Morrison Sports actually opening the account with an intercept try, brilliantly read. Uh, Jordan Bunce carried, chased him all the way, but uh, couldn't quite catch him. And uh, from there, unfortunately, for Morrisville Sports, even though they did show some great ticker, uh, Fraser Tech and Kuskong, 48-14. Over in Tiamudu, Tiamudu Sports took on Melville. Uh, looking at the score lines that were coming through, uh, quite a close game. Melville winning that one, 43-33. Hamilton Maris travelled to the University of Waikato and uh, handed University of Waikato a um, relative loss, 65-10. Uh, 
And in the result of the uh, round week seven, Hautepu, having been undefeated since the 2018 Premiership final, travelled to Hamilton Old Boys in what most thought was probably going to be another easy win for Hautepu, but uh, Hamilton Old Boys managed to cause an upset there, 36-30. So, that is a massive win, folks, um, Hautepu, uh, where um, the uh, Jacobsons um, play, for example. Two weeks to go into the competition, should be a good one. Fraser Tech travelling to Stag to Melville for the Stag Trophy is the highlight for the round next weekend. And in the Women's Premiership, going into it, Melville needed one point to secure a home final next week. They managed to do that, beating Patadaru 48-0. Hamilton Old Boys secured their place in the final as well, winning 69-0 over Kiki. That match will be live streamed on on the Waikato Rugby Facebook page from uh, 12.30 next Saturday. That will be the curtain raiser to Fraser Tech versus Melbourne. And that's the results show for today. Thank you. So uh, thank you very much to Bevan there from um, Waikato. I'll bring all the other boys back now for bringing us up to date with the Waikato uh, club competition. Now, Dwayne, um, how did you do about putting together a, uh, a Pacific 15 of internationals who are, who, who are in New Zealand at the moment? It was actually quite tough, to be honest. Um, I sort of just went off with the current Super Rugby players who are hacked, um, and also some X ones, so I'll give it a crack, eh? Um, on number 15, I went Chase Tia Tia. Mm. Uh, number 14, I went with Tima Tanganuku, I think it is. Uh, 13, I went with Vince Asso. Uh, number 12, yep. uh, I went with Manonu because obviously a legend <laughs> himself. Um, so I just, yeah, went with the safe haven. Uh, 11, I went with Mark Tilea. Uh, I'm not sure if he's kept or not with Sevens, uh, but yeah, not, not sure there. Number 10, I went Steven, Steven Perifeta. Um, mm-hmm. And Joshuane Bracket as well. Oh, he's kept, so forget yep. about that. Uh, number 9 was a tricky one, uh, but I went with Talataina, Jonathan Talataina. Uh, so, yeah, what do you mean you're difficult? You're stood right here in the show as an uh, international mind. I can't pick myself. Oh, I can't think of anyone who's available. <laughs> I can't pick, can't pick myself. Um, and also bracketed with uh, Fakatawa over at the Highlanders. Um, he's, he's a good young nine from Hawke's Bay as well. Yep. Number eight, I went with Mikaele Tu'u. Mm-hmm. Um, Highlanders eight. Great. Seven. Um, was Nipio Fox uh, slash Nico Jones as well. Um, number six, I went off Akira Iwane. Mm-hmm. Number five, I went off Ben Nini. Uh, he played for Manusama and he's running around as well. Um, number four, I went off Kane Leo Pepe, who's with the Hurricanes. He's uh, played for Samoa as well. Um, number three, I went off James Lay over at Varsity. Number two, Andrew Makaliu. Um, unkept and number one, I uh, went for an old Tongan player, Sona Tonalolo, who is uh, back from France, and also Alex Fido, um, slash Alex Fido as well from the Canes. So that was my 15 that I could think of off the bat. Okay, so so we could, yeah, so it, it, there is, we, uh, look, we, um, look, they're unlikely to beat the All Blacks, let's be blunt, um, uh, and uh, they're going to struggle against that. Um, but then again, you've got to play at Rovers, I reckon. Play them at the Rovers. 
Playing the road. Yeah, number one. Yep. No, no, yeah, even on the sunniest day, trust me, you're going to get into the seagulls. I mean, guys, we don't train on that park. We do not train on that field. We train on field number two. And it's, uh, yeah, you, there's nothing to say. It's just how it is. So it's just tough. <laughs> Welcome to Williams yep. Park. No, but, 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 but against um, the, the, uh, the, the Pumas, if they're over here, uh, Australia's not... Um, not that strong at the moment, but yeah, we could get yeah. We you you, you could you could put together a uh, a side to to take to take part in a um, so nocturnal rights reckons yeah uh, that team would be would yeah it, it would definitely need some warm up time um, to be competitive. I mean, uh, all you do is look at um, remember what the British and Irish Lions looked like when they first arrived here and struggled against a provincial fifteen up in um, Fongaray, and they went on to halve. Uh, they want to win a game against the All Blacks and draw a game. So, uh, yeah, it takes time to put those those sides to, to, for, for a side to come together. You can't expect them to come. It's not, it's not the barbarians. Again, it's it's they can quite often have way more caps than the opposition. Um. So uh, than the, 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 than the others. Um. John in the live chat there. Look, I, I, it's two a.m. in the morning, and you, you'll be watching us in Vancouver. Thank you so much for staying up so late. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's what a treat! Wow. Um, yes, you, you, you're allowed serious to Serious commitment there, John. <laughs> Good night, John. Um, uh, so yes, yeah, so they would need a couple of warm-up games, probably against some, um, and which would be difficult to, to find really when you've got the Mighty Ten, Mighty Ten Cup happening at the same time. Um, yeah, I mean, what games you could put together mm. to, 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 to as, as warm-ups for the Rugby Championship, which is exactly why the All Blacks are playing. The they, they, could, they could probably play the varsity side. <laughs> they give <probably laughs> them a good run. Yeah. Varsity with ponies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, any thoughts on that team? Is there anyone you could probably yeah. add or remove? Or Stephen? Um, I, I, I was sort of thinking maybe Duplessis Perufi. Oh, yes. yes, as, yes. as well, he has been. Has been has been selected as as an All Black, but boy, he'd give you he'd give you he'd give you a whole lot of work rate. Um, in, in, in that seven and and some if you like I like I like the idea of Fakatava because you'd you'd actually need something a little bit different to 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 break break the All Blacks up and I think with that combination of of Stephen Petafeta I know when when Stephen's gone he, he he can be really amazing and we know we know that he's a good footballer um yeah in a perfect world I'd love being Lam, I would love being Lamb to be part of that side as 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 well you that that are just that that are just got Offer you some real impact from the back, but I also like the, uh, I also like uh, Chase Tiatia as well. God, I, I I would really hope that he throws in his lot with with Samoa. I really do. He, he's such a he's such a good footballer. You you just get the impression to be a footballer that would find another another level if he played international rugby and I give and that given opportunities, I think he'd get better. Well, haven't you got a, a Samoan an ex or a Samoan sevens player running around for you guys at the moment? We do um, uh, playing fullback Samoa Taloa. He's a former um, Samoan sevens rep. Unfortunately, uh, this weekend, uh, ten minutes prior to kick off, he pulled up with a hamstring strain, so caused a bit more, uh, you know, inconvenience. Uh, but yeah, we do. Um, Karifi definitely, um, Stephen, and um, also just just want to throw into the mix uh, Nili Latu, who's still running around with. Um, 
Marist, you know, um, real well, workhorse and great carrier, carrier of the ball. And I think he'll give some real inspiration to some of those younger players. Not sure whether he'll last full 80 minutes with, 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 with that type of team. Um, and also, I'd, I'd be very interested to see if um, who coaches a side like that. I mean, uh, maybe, you know, Alama Ramea, I mean, Auckland NPC coach, and, um, you know, someone who can really uh, get the backs firing with a bit of creativity. So, you know, if, if you give that 15 um, enough time to prepare, uh, play against the ponies and varsity as warm-ups in their lead-up. Uh, you know, it, it could be a it could be a very potential, uh, a, a potent, a very lethal site. Might even um, you know uh, deal to uh, some super sites. Who knows? Who knows? Um, we've got a real journalist actually uh, watching us today. Um, uh, um, Jerry Priest has got a question, uh, and he's like, would like to know uh, after. Um, Aaron Smith and TJ Piranara, who's your who's your third choice halfback for the All Blacks at the moment? Uh, if I was to go off form, I'd say Bryn Hall. Uh, <laughs> but also Brad Weber. I always back Brad Weber. I think he's one, one of the most underrated number nines um, going around. And he's, he's got a bit of class and, and I just love his support play as well. Um, so on form, Bryn Hall. Uh, but Brad Weber's not too far away. But if I was to pick one, I'd probably go with Brent Hall at the moment. Yeah, it's a shame that people like I mean, Triple T and Fakasava, two two of the future futures of um, at, at nine four for New Zealand, neither of them are getting game time, which is a real real shame. I I, I don't get why Fakasava is not uh, not getting at least bench time down there at the Highlanders. Um, the I just I, um, I just don't see. What they're gaining by playing Finley Christie? Um, perhaps Tad Hosh, and uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I mean, thought playing. You mean, you mean uh, Paul? You mean Kane Hemmington? Oh, sorry, Kane Hemmington. Wrong way around. Sorry, Finley Christie's up, up, up at the Blues. Oh dear. I mean Kane Hemmington. You're right. Um, yep. I was going to say I I I like I really like the look of uh, Fulo Fakatava. Um, but when you got Aaron Smith playing so so well at the moment, man, he's he's playing his halfback players from another planet at the moment. The way that he's that he, that he's actually playing, he's 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 actually almost recaptured that form from about I don't know about four or five seasons ago, fellas. You know, um, and um, when somebody's playing that well, you're probably and especially in tight games. And I think if you think of that game that they came back against the Chiefs, he needed to be on the panic. And that little short pass to have the audacity to, or the confidence to, to to throw a short pass like that, it's just it's just freakish, and it, 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 Dwayne, just a freakish thing to do. If you look back at that game, especially at the end, um, they had a driving more, um, and and you're probably a coach will probably screaming, you know, thinking what the hell? Like there's a more that's still carrying on, but that's just class, you know, and, and that's also combinations as well, knowing his player's going to be there if he's going to. You know, have a little dab and 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 pick a hole. Um, so it just comes with combinations and time as a team. Um, it's just just the tempo he plays at um, for 80, 80 plus minutes. Like you know, it's a it's a you know nowadays nines, you know, usually around that sort of 60, 65 mark. Um, you you bring in um, you know, um, you know, some impact off the bench with another nine who's who's got you know pace and energy to go with. But for him to do it week in week out.
usually around 75 to 80 minutes um you know that's just class and uh, i think right now yeah well no, i don't think he is the best nine um running around you guys i mean from a coaching point of view um you know if, if your halfback is playing um week in week out to that intensity showing the same level of skills consistently week in week out he plays full 80 minutes it's it's that simple because he's obviously you know supremely fit and he's got the because if you if, if you if you just follow aaron smith for a good 20 minutes in a game um if you if you see what he does off the ball how he communicates how he calls plays how he commands his forwards around he's got confidence in everything what all his teammates do and he he calls it so when you have a player in that sort of run on form um, and that type of experience you just play him 80 minutes and unless there is someone on the bench who can come and do something you know remarkably better um yeah i i, I can't see him being subbed um at any point especially in super rugby yeah I, the problem is that um is the is, is, is that because scrum halves are running to every single ruck in theory um, they run a lot further than anyone else does on the pitch. And they actually end up, the, the metres run by, by scrum half is, is, is normally one of the highest. Uh, at, um, and hence, that's why you do see them generally getting pulled at that, as you say, at that 60-minute mark. Um, the And, uh, yeah, the fact that he's got the fitness to keep it going. Now, at, at Super Rugby, the drop between him and the, the bench is significant. The drop between him and TJ um, at All Blacks level uh, is, is, isn't so much. So hence, a, a tiring Aaron Smith going to be replaced by TJ. Um, I get, uh, and uh, but so, uh, but yeah, at, at Super Rugby, you're right. He's going to be running, playing that full eighty. Um, Paul, Paul, I have, Paul, what, I have a question. What, what for one of the just... Oh, you go, boy. You go. Yeah, sorry, Steve. Just adding to um, Aaron Smith. Um, if you look at his running lines, he's always doing what you call front running. He's he's ahead of the ball and he's mastered that art. Uh, now, if you if you if you keep doing that for eighty minutes, you're basically saving a lot of meters on the pitch, and you're saving a lot of energy, and you're being very productive and energy efficient. I think that's one of his key aspects in the game. If you look, if you go back a uh, couple of seasons um, and look at most of the tries he scored, where the All Blacks attack the edge and how he runs in a forward support line and receives it flat from his outside backs you know it's um it's incredible so i think that alone adds so much value especially to the attacking game uh that's what makes aaron smith so special steven sorry i just just uh, follow up on that one though does is, is is that also with him having faith in his uh forwards and the other players to get over the game line so he knows he can run ahead of the ball and the ball will get past him, and then he's in the right place to pick it up. It's, it, it also requires um, trust in your other players. It, I, I'm, I'm assuming. Absolutely, and that and that is and that's what differentiates the the best or the the great teams from the good because they put in the hours, they do the training, they look at their attack maps, they look at the the videos which the analysis uh, team does, and they trust everyone else to do their job and. They know that if they're in a particular running line, they're going to get that pass more often than not. So, absolutely bang on the money there, Paul. Dwayne, just a question for you. Just in and around TJ Piranara, 
first two games in Super Rugby Aotearoa, we saw a, a TJ Perinara who looked really frustrated. You know, it was basically arguing with, 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 you know, having a lot of conversations with the ref, always questioning the ref. I just watched him on on Saturday Saturday night against the Crusaders, and he looked like he was having a lot of fun. What do you think the change? Oh, I think um, the style of rugby they're playing, and also probably just the team buying into uh, now winning rugby. Um, I think uh, frustration because they weren't performing, and you know he's probably taken a lot on his shoulders being a co-captain or captain at the time. Um, so I guess you know as a captain, you, you always want the best, and you want to try and be the best on the field. So maybe he took a lot on his shoulders, and and, and you know maybe the pressure of uh, trying to get uh, the wins early on. Um, I mean, who knows? Uh, TJ is a class player. Um, and he brings a little bit of X factor as well. Um, you know, Boa talk about talked about running lines, and uh, TJ is probably one of the best, if not the best, at it because he's probably one of the top try scorers in Super Rugby as a nine. I think he's well past fifty, um, and that's just class. You know, running lines. Bryn Hall does it. Um, you know, the best as well. Um, you know, and as you said, Paul, you know, is it is a, a thing of trust in players, and you know, you see the Crusaders get over the ad line every time. And, and that just helps as a nine. You're always going forward. Um, you know, you're not getting belted back and you're, you're sort of readjusting your line um, to go back and pass. So I think, um, yeah, it comes down to trust and, and everyone just buying into how they want to play, the style they play. And, um, yeah, I think TJ's just uh, probably adjusted to the role now and he's got Dan, uh, Dan Coles, you know, running around. So, you know, it's probably taking that pressure off of trying to, uh, you know, speak to the ref. And just play play rugby. Um, at the end of the day, you play your best when your team's winning. And um, you know, I think uh, Hurricanes have got groove um, and probably the form team at the moment. So it'll be good. It'll be interesting. So a couple of things there. Uh, on the, so here are the top try scores in Super Rugby: Israel Folau on sixty, Doug Howlett fifty nine, Caleb Ralph fifty eight, Joe Roth fifty seven, Mar Nonu Cullen Habana. And Mortlock 56, TJ Perinara 54. He's six tries away from being the top try scorer in Super Rugby ever. The other thing is also it, it's coincided with Geordie Barrett coming back. And I was going to wrap up, but I want to talk about Geordie Barrett. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, he is um, he's someone that I think a lot of people have been frustrated by. Look, he can do lots of stuff. But he tend to make tend to make mistakes. This season, those mistakes don't seem to be happening um, as much, uh, or, or don't seem to be happening since he's come back from it uh, in the last three games. And he is in some real good form at the moment, isn't he? And uh, he is, and um, he's is, and, and and if you if you look at most of his plays, um, he's adjusted his depth, attacking depth, quite well, and that's given him time. And of course, his um, you know last minute heart stopping. Uh, Clutch goal kicking. Um, it's it's something we've now come to expect. Every time there's a there's a close game, uh, give the ball to Jordy and aim at the posts, and hey, <laughs> you got your money. It's simple as that. So it's going to be. Uh, it, it makes um, Ian Foster's decision of uh, who his fullback is. Is it Jordy or is it um, Dane McKenzie? Really kind of complicated, and it's going to, I think it's going to come down to what style of play they want to play, um, essentially. Um. So, guys, uh, it's been fascinating. It's been great talking, but um, we've run out of time there. Thank you very much, Dwayne. Thank you much very much, um, Boa. And uh, thank you very much, Stephen, for joining us this evening on the Driving Malls show. 
Um, please do subscribe, folks. Please do share it with your friends. Um, we're nearly at 1,000 followers on our Facebook page. So please, please, please help us get to that, that, uh, that milestone. Also, don't forget, you can listen to us on the go uh, as a podcast. Just check out iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, or Acast. And Stephen, you, 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 are you looking there with one more comment to make, or are you, uh, are you looking down there at me? I thought you might yeah, have no, just, just, just one. I just wanted to wish the guys well this this weekend. Obviously, uh, uh, throwing your head out to Papatoi, as you said before, that's uh, it's going to be tough out there. It's a bit of a log jam towards the middle of that table, so all the best. And uh, you. for yourselves, boy, obviously, college rifles at, at, at home. So let's let's hope the, the, the your, uh, supporters at Monaco get out there and, and, and make a lot of noise. And, um, you know, there's only only one way to, after last weekend's result, you just, just got to bounce back. So, folks, yeah, don't forget, we're all Club, Club Rugby. Do keep an eye on um, the... Yeah, that's uh, right. We've got to dust ourselves off the canvas and hands up. So do keep an eye on the uh, New Zealand Sports Radio uh, Facebook page where we'll have post-match interviews um, from uh, the Auckland Club Rugby again this coming weekend. Thank you, everybody, uh, and a, have a good night. Thank you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 